The following audio brought to you by TSF Entertainment Podcast may contain graphic descriptions of violence and or audio clips of violence or sexual explicit events. Listener's discretion is advised. Yo, 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 what's good? It's your boy, the Juggernaut of Souls, and I'm with your bro, Retro CG. What it do? So we having a um, good night, and uh, we appreciate all our fans um, joining in and tuning in to our podcast, and we gonna, um, you know, just relax, chill, and we gonna talk about a few things concerning power. What's up, power fans? Welcome to the TSF Entertainment Podcast Show, where we break down episode reviews of our favorite show, Power. I'm your host, Retro CG along with my boy, Juggernaut of Souls. And we're going to start off tonight with giving you our episode recap of season one of Power. So, Jug, what you think about the show so far? Um, so far, what I think about the show is very interesting. You know, a lot of twists, a lot of turns. Um, definitely a lot of, man, a lot of snake, man, you know, fake. It's a lot of faking, faking and snaking going on around there, man. A lot of backstabbing. Um, y'all already know how I feel about the girl Tasha. You know how I feel about Angie. You know, we already discussed this through text messages, through you know phone calls, whatever. Y'all know how it goes when it comes down to them too, man. You know, I think that personally, you know, um, Tasha, she got a man. You know, she. The vibe she giving off, bro, for a married woman ain't a good look, man. You know what I'm saying? I agree. I agree. I understand. I understand that, you know, Ghost looked at Angie kind of funny in the club at the beginning, and she peeped the look. But for what she did in the back of the truck, you know, and let Sean see that, that was foul. You know what I'm saying? It was bogus. It was, it was, it, man, you know what I'm saying? Ain't no coming back from that. You know, Ghost hadn't even touched Angie yet. You feel me? So... I mean, that was bogus, man. That was bogus. And then for Sean to not say something to Ghost about it or, you know, sit up there and watch her do it, yeah, he a little bogus too, man. So that's why I'm at on it right now. So let's, let's do a little quick recap. So for those of you who are tuning in, I mean, we're, we're getting ready to go into the sixth season of Power, so we're a little late to the game. So, But for those of you who are first-timers, and may not know the story of Power. Power is, um, it's about a drug kingpin named James, James St. Patrick, who goes by the street name Ghost. Um, and he's kind of conflicted because he's, he's a ruthless criminal organization, drug dealer type guy. But on the flip side to that, he wants to become a legitimate businessman. He want to leave that life behind. So the storytelling in season one, the character build up in season one pretty much shows you from the very first episode that there's an internal conflict between his his personal life and the life that he's now trying to create for himself. So and those of those who have rolled with him up to that point are kind of like torn between the fact that he wants to leave the drug life behind and, and start a legitimate life. So, Judd, what's your, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, do you feel like he's wrong for wanting to better himself? And and the thing about it is, I feel like he 
he wasn't trying to just, you know, leave everybody else behind. He was trying to bring everyone with him, you know. But they were just too naive to the fact to see that, you know, ain't no winning in drug dealing. So they were kind of like, you know, just cliche in thinking that fast money is always going to last and it just it didn't work out that way. In later seasons, we see that. But, I mean, do you feel like he was wrong for wanting to leave that life behind? Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it straight like this, man. Ain't no retirement in the drug. You feel me? Like, right. I mean, you know, he he obviously had a plan. He had a vision, and he wanted to turn it around. You know, take this take this dirty money and turn it into something good. So he right. had the whole plan of, you know, like he said, he wanted to put a truth in every major city. You feel me? So with him saying that, he already had the vision. And, you know, you would think that his his family, his circle would be behind him on that, you know. I agree. And with them not being behind him on that and not support him in that and say, hey, look, you you know what I'm saying? You 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 ghost, you know what I'm saying? You you the man. Why? Why you want to why you want to change from being a man to being, you know, what I'm saying a businessman and. He had the right state. He had the right state of mind about it. You know what I'm saying? Because if he would have stayed in the drug game, you know, like he said, um, basically everybody that that stayed in the drug game either died as old drug dealers or were in jail. You feel me? So right. He was trying to. He was trying to basically set set up. You know what I'm saying? Set up set up a generational wealth. For his family, you know what I'm saying, and his circle, based off of legitimate businesses, and you know you can't knock you can't knock the man for that. He wanted to, he wanted he wanted something more. You he know, wanted to prosper. He wanted to prosper, right? And everybody and everybody just saw like, okay, well, look, you know what I'm saying. You making a hundred grand a week, you know what I'm saying, moving the moving the weight, but on the club side, you only making fifty a week. That ain't enough. But you know what I'm saying? They got to, you know what I'm saying? They didn't support the man's vision. And I think, I think that's why, you know, you ultimately start to see the division between the whole squad. And, you know what I'm saying? Everybody ultimately looking, you know what I'm saying? Looking like they wanted to, they were, they were against ghosts, you know what I'm saying? But he, he was, he was right from, he was right from season one. He wanted, he wanted more than what he had. And it wasn't and just the money, you know what I'm saying? He wanted the basically. It was security. Exactly. It was security. We're, we're grown with kids, so right. you know it, we're not teenagers no more. We're not we're not out here running these streets. So I feel like, and, and I wish we could have got an opportunity to see this through the storytelling, but it seems like you know they kind of came from the slums, you know, right. and they kind of you know pulled themselves up out the mud, so to speak. But we also know that ghosts operates with hidden agendas and one of the things i kind of fought ghosts on is he's not transparent with his movements right and i kind of like that about him at the same time because he's always three moves ahead but we also saw in the storytelling that the things that he did to get to the point so it wasn't always the hustle it wasn't about the grind it was about eliminating the competition it was about eliminating anything that was a threat or a risk to get to this point. Right. So I feel like if he would have kind of explained to Tasha and Tommy in particular 
you know, what his what his what his agenda was, give them the option of whether or not they want to be a part of that. And if they didn't want to be a part of that and they still wanted to, you know, run the streets, then that was their choice to make. But it right. seemed like through the storytelling that he made the choice for them. So I think that's where their conflict started um, was because they felt like they weren't given the opportunity to make that choice for them that Ghost made it for them. Right. And, you know, I mean, that's tomato to model. But at the end of the day, he was making a choice that was best for his family and his circle, like you said. So I, I agree. Right, 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 right. So I'm going to ask, you know, given the fact of what we've seen in season one, right. um, how do you feel overall about, um, you know, Sean's actions opposed to, you know, the things with Tasha and, how do you feel um, as far as, like, Angie just dropping in, like, out of nowhere um, as, you know what I'm saying, almost like it, it was, was a, it was a, right, 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 exactly, like it was a whole intention or a whole plan. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about Sean, you know what I'm saying, Sean's actions toward Tasha and, you know, how Angie just, you know, just popped in, you know what I'm saying? Like, they just dropped Angie in season one. Well, whether it was Angie or another woman, I, I felt like the, it was inevitable. It was going to happen. I felt like there was, I mean, we saw in the first episode that there was somewhat tension between Ghost and Tasha, so to speak. Uh, Tasha is a textbook, cliche, hood rat, drug dealer's wife, Right. And at the same time, she's a mother. So we didn't really see too much of her motherly element other than her in the kitchen making sandwiches and shit and cooking breakfast all the time. But we really didn't see her take a a a positive role in her children's life and interaction with them. She was more interested in what was going on in the drug business. She was less interested in what was going on in the club. She was more so interested in what's going on um, in the street business, you know, counting the money. You know, even like when she, that episode where she went to the bank and he had took some of the money out to open the club up. I mean, she's spazzing out like, y'all got a safe deposit box full of money and you're adding more to it and you're tripping off right. a couple of uh, bands that's missing. Right, Again, right, right. I felt like the whole character build up with with Sean was to kind of exploit him for information. I don't think there was a real physical attraction towards him. I think she just used sex to manipulate him into giving him giving her information about what was going on between Ghost and um, Tommy. And, and what she thought was conflict between them, which they were having a little spats here and there, but it, it wasn't nowhere near to the point it is now right. with Ghost and Tommy, but they were having disagreements about what was going on in a drug organization. I mean, they're getting hit. They can't figure out who hit them. You know, they're kind of conflicted with, you know, whether it's internal, you know, whether it's a competitor that's coming after them. So they were kind of like trying to figure that shit out. In the meantime, she's trying to figure out what the conflict is. She don't like this whole club situation, so she's she's equating all the problems that they're having currently with the club. Right. And the whole situation with Angie, I think they could have done a better job with uh, reintroducing her because clearly we knew that they had a history by his reaction. 
right uh, to her coming into the club. But I mean, let's. I mean, that man just took off down the stairs. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying though, 400 people <laughs> in the club, and you just happen to spot Angie, the love of your life that you haven't seen in 18 years, and you right. instantly recognize her, and you just dot off, and you know, hey, you. Um. I don't know what to think about that because, you know, I talk with a lot of people and um, I visit a lot of message boards where I see where a lot of people felt like that was planned from the beginning. But keep in mind, their their target, you know, at the um, the prosecution's office, their target was always Felipe Lobos. So right. they didn't even know who his New York distributor was. So there was no there was no. There was no suspicion of ghosts in his illegal activities at that time. Right. I mean, to me, it looked like, you know, she came out to the club with some friends, although you never see these other friends throughout the series. But it, it looked like she was going to the club with a group of friends and she right. happened to run into Ghost, Jamie. And I like how Ghost is essentially three different people. He's James, he's Ghost, and then in Angie's world, he's Jamie. Right. So, and and it seemed like she would have been content with them just saying hi in the club and keep it moving. But it was Ghost that was more so persistent in wanting to get that old thing back. He pushed it. He pushed the re. He pushed the reconnection. I can. I can see that. Yeah, I definitely see that. Yeah, and and I think neither one of them were forthcoming. I don't feel like Angie really deceived him so to speak. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it was casual conversation in the club. Hey, what you been doing for 18 years? I went to school. I'm a lawyer. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, who just comes out and say, oh, yeah, I'm a federal prosecution prosecutor. And, you know, hey, I'm a drug dealer. I mean, so they had to have time to reintroduce themselves to each other. Right. And I think that by ghosts being married, and a lot of people put a lot of blame on Angie because she was dating Greg at the time and she should have been like, yo, I got a dude. You know, yo, I got a wife and three kids. But I think that they were so caught up in the fact that they are reconnecting after so long that they kind of got lost in the fact that, hey, we both got different lives than we had. Right. It's some other stuff going on. Exactly. Exactly. So um, I want to think it was season. It was season. It might have been season one, season one, season two. What you think about Tommy running up in the spot and um, basically mentioning um, Tasha's birthday party and telling Angie that she should show up to the party? So uh, I believe this was season one. So kind of want to touch back on Sean for a minute. So we we see that Sean is a young boy. Right. Clearly, he's a little boy. Um, he has a little boy mindset, and he really doesn't have any goals for himself. Um, Not at all. Through the storytelling, we see that he was, uh, at some point, a basketball player. He had an injury, couldn't play ball anymore, so he was just kind of like, you know, trying to figure out what he's getting ready to do with himself. I right. feel like, I feel like even though this wasn't explained in the storytelling, I just kind of get the feeling that out of guilt of what Ghost, we later learned that Ghost did with Kanan, um, he felt obligated to take care of Sean. Right. He seemed to have an affinity towards Sean where he didn't want Sean to live that life, just like he didn't want everyone else that he cared about around him 
to continue to indulge in his life. He knew that there right. was going to be a positive outcome. So I felt like Ghost was more loyal towards Sean than Sean was loyal to him. Right, like, exactly. You hanging out with my son. My son looks at you as a big brother. You know, you 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 are driving my family around. You driving me around. So I, I get that Kanan was his father, and you know, Kanan Kanan was just wrong all the way, wrong in so many different ways. But at that point in time in their relationship, Ghost has taken care of you. So right. for his wife to be throwing her pussy at you in the back of the truck and flirting with you and calling you over to deliver groceries, she's naked in the shower and shit, for you not to go say something to Ghost about that is like, you know, where where is your loyalty? Right, and I kind of I kind of peeped that with the uh, you know, when Ghost was in the uh, shop and he was getting measured for another suit and he was talking to him and he told him he said, man, I gotta be able to trust you at all times, even with my life and with my family. That was you know, your opportunity I, right there. I that think was his being, opportunity. With that even being Sean's opportunity, I think Ghost was even telling him then, like, bro, I know, I, I see every, I'm peeping everything. I see it. Because when he was looking at Tasha, when Tasha walked off down the Ghost hallway. Ghost caught a glimpse of that. Yep. Ghost, Ghost caught, caught that. that glimpse of him looking like, yep. oh, yeah, okay, I see you. Let's go. You What's know? this about? Right. Right, Exactly. And when he was talking to him in the shop and he told him, he said, man, I got to be able to trust you with my life, with my family at all times. It can't be a question about that. At that point in time, like you said, he should have told him then before it went any further than what it's took place in, you know, said what has took place in other seasons that he should have been like, hey, man, look, Uncle G, this is what's going on. Yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. I don't want to be in it. I don't want to be a part of it, but I'm just keeping you posted. Or at the very least, if you didn't feel comfortable telling him about it, if you didn't feel comfortable telling him about it, you should have separated yourself from the situation. Like exactly. you kept putting yourself in situations where you were along with her, you telling her business, you know, you, you telling her things that you know that he don't want her to know. Or exactly. you shouldn't even be talking about as the driver, because at this point you're just the driver. You're a worker. So right. you're not part of the organization, you're not part of the business. So you really are out of pocket for what you're doing. Right. And the things that you're seeing, like, just like he didn't talk to Ghost about what he was seeing between him and Angie as he was driving around, you know, they make it out in the street and shit, all the shit they was doing. He never right. spoke to Ghost about that. And he never really went to Tasha about that. So he was kind of neutral in his behavior with both of them. It wasn't right. until Tasha started putting the pressure on him physically that he started breaking. I mean, he's a man. I mean, we know that women can use that to manipulate men, and some men are weak-minded and fall for the shit, right? Right, right, but right. I, I, I just didn't like how... I didn't like what they did with Sean's character. Uh, they picked the perfect person to play him. I don't know how seasoned of an actor the young man is, but he seemed very green. He seemed very young boyish. So right. I don't know if that was the if that was the the narrative that they were trying to get across to us as the viewers that, you know, this is a young, dumb boy and he's manipulated by anyone who interacts with him. Because let's just be right. honest, everyone manipulated him from yeah. Tasha to Ghost to Kanan. I mean, he was just, he was confused. 
Right. And to me, he really didn't have loyalty to anyone, including himself, because he was so unsure. Even he was conflicted in the whole situation with trying to kill ghosts. Right. You know, and Dre and Kanan were kind of like, you know, pushing him towards doing something that he really wasn't comfortable with. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So what do you, what's your thoughts on Tasha's mama? <laughs> oh, man. Tasha's mama. Like she's I think, that stereotypical I think, mother-in-law, man. I think, know? you know what I'm saying, personally, I think she's more so like she's not attentive to what her daughter her daughter needs and she's just there for the ride. She's there for you know the ride. what I'm saying, right? Exactly, and I think right, exactly. That's what I was gonna say. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ghost could have been beating Tasha in the ground, but her mom, as long as her rent was getting paid, and he yeah. was, you know what I'm saying, he was slinging that. You know what I'm saying? He was dropping bands on her. She was cool. You know what I'm saying? And she was she, Jennifer Lewis and what's love got to do with it? Exactly. Like, leave alone. Exactly. Like just what are you doing? What are you doing to make it right? <laughs> right, exactly. Like she, you know what I'm saying? Like she was telling, like, she told her, she was like, I pay your rent. She was like, No, nah, James pay my rent. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then you know, oh. just a little, just a little subtle comment she was making, and you know what I'm saying, like. You know, telling you know, telling Tasha like you know you don't have no rights, you have no rights on but, his illegal money. You know what I'm saying? Like the way she was, you know what I'm saying? She was talking to her daughter is almost as like, hey, look, you need to chuck this up, shut up. You you know what I'm saying? The man got you in got you in the top floor a uh, top floor penthouse. You know what I'm saying? Your kids good, you good. You need to I'm just good. shut up and take a you just you need to just shut up and take a ride. Right. Well, they 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 set her character up for her to be an ancient mama, because um, yeah, they you did. see in the episode where um, Raina had her little sleepover or whatever, and um, you know she told her, you know, I see you trying to do better by these kids than I did by you, type deal. So we 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 see that there's some history that Tasha Mama was probably an ancient mama, right? Right. And, but at the same time, even though she was wrong, it, even though a lot of the advice she gave Tasha was, I wouldn't say bad advice, but what she shouldn't have been meddling in their marriage. And that's, right, right. that's a problem in any marriage is when you have a third party, whether it's a family member or a friend or sibling, whoever. If you let a third party into a marriage, it's going to instantly plant seeds and they're going to grow. Right, and, exactly. But she was spit knowledge at Tasha. You know, Tasha's thinking that she's in control of ghosts, and really she realized that she did not have the control she thought she had. She thought because she was the mother of his kids and she ran in a life with him that she was in complete control, and she she did. So, you know, while she talking about she's going to leave him and all this bullshit, she knew the mama knew where, what pathway she was getting ready to go down. Like, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Baby, this ain't gonna work out the way you think it is. That's why I'm here with y'all right now. My plan didn't work out the way I think it is. You ain't right. gonna trap a, You ain't gonna trap this nigga with his kids. So that ain't gonna work. 
and you can't go and divorce him and ask for alimony on drug money that you help make. So, you know, that ain't gonna work out for you. So you might just need to shut the fuck up and let the nigga do what he won't do. Right. Because you ain't gonna do. get the results that you think you can get out of the situation. Right. So, exactly. And I think she I saw that. Understand, I couldn't understand what her beef with Ghost was. Because prior to there being any conflict introduced, you see that she didn't have the most welcoming interaction with him. Like that right. episode he came out to meet with Lobos and you know he said good morning to everyone. She gave him this dry ass hello like bitch what the fuck you mad about? You in my house. <laughs> you know <laughs> right. You eating you eating lovely drinking mimosas in the penthouse and shit. Like what the fuck are you mad about? You stay right. here, tend to your grandchild. That's your job. That's what you your rent get paid for to be the babysitter and and stay out of our business. Right, right, right. Exactly. What do you think personally, man? And you know, I'll elaborate after you uh after you speak on it. What do you think about all the hits they was taking in season one to season two? Only to find out that this motherfucker Kanan had old girl actually hidden, you know what I'm saying, hitting a whole they whole, you know what I'm saying, they whole system hitting their runners and everything. That was unrealistic to me. Uh, if this hitter was someone else, it would have been a more believable storyline, but a pink sneaker should have never gotten as far as she <laughs> got. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? These are, these, are, these are ruthless killers. I mean, and we see this in subsequent seasons that Tommy and Ghost have no qualms about putting in that work. Right, Them boys put in work. Like, right, I mean, you seen wow. that first. You seen that first episode when he clapped dude in the um in the basement of truth. Ah, and didn't blink at all, at all. So clapped him when he changed clothes. <laughs> back to work. Like, <laughs> what we doing? <laughs> I, I couldn't. I, I couldn't understand why their organization wasn't as tight, tighter. Did right. what it was. There was too many holes. There was too much. And I, I blame a lot of that on Tommy because we see in subsequent seasons that Tommy is very loose at the mouth. So, I mean, anybody talk to him, he's going to tell business. But right. I, I, I don't understand how Kanan, I guess because he, 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 he taught them everything they knew. He trained them. So I guess he knew how they thought, how the operation would ran. I, I'm assuming that Kanan ran his operation the same way. Is right. Why he was so easily able to predict what was going to happen and how it was going to happen. I mean, he pulled a lot of strings from jail and not having any contact with anyone else other than Ghost. I just didn't understand how Pink Snickers got as far as she did. And and Ghost was suspicious, but he just didn't know who to be suspicious of. He didn't know who right. it was internal. And 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 even though they didn't do this in the storytelling, we know Ghost. He he doesn't leave anything to chance. So I, I would like to think that he probably even considered Tommy as probably um, behind it. He just couldn't figure out where it was coming from. At one point, right. he thought it was Lobos, but I, I just for them not to drop her, I couldn't believe she got as far as she did. But I like to think that if Roller would have stayed around, a lot of some of the other conflict that happened later on throughout the series maybe would have went a different direction. 
because right. you could tell that Roller was down for Ghost. Like he oh, was yeah, yeah, down yeah, for yeah. him, full flat. Yeah, I think personally him. that um, I think that personally uh, Ghost should have had should have had Roller as you know what I'm saying his Julio. Right, or you know what I'm saying, like closer to him. Like you seen Ghost, you know, link up with Roller. They walking down the street or whatever. They were he was never chopping it up with Roller the same way he was chopping it up with Tommy. Now I get that Tommy, you know what I'm saying. Basically, Tommy was, you know what I'm saying, from his from the womb, you know what I'm saying. In the sandbox days, I get it, you know what I'm saying. And Roller was a a lot younger than. You know what I'm saying, Ghost and and Tommy, but I think that him knowing that and he's saying himself that Roller was a good a good kid and a good dude. I think that personally, Ghost should have actually brought him more into the organization because I mean, Roller seemed like he was that ride or die for uh for Ghost. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He seemed like if. He would have, you know what I'm saying, Ghost would have told him, like, hey, I need this person laid out. He would have been like, all right, say less. He would have got the work done, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, I think that's personally that he would not be in the shape that he's in right now because as of right now, we see that there's nobody down for him. And even towards the end of season one, you start to see the distinction between him and Tommy. You start to right. see where they start – pulling away from each other and Tommy's doing his own thing and Ghost is doing his own thing or whatever. But one thing I can say, Ghost was loyal to Tommy. Regardless of what people say, what he's done to him or whatever, every opportunity he's had to eliminate Tommy, he's always been steadfast on, I'm not I'm not going to do him like that. Yep. You know, I, I'm, I might take him through something for a greater good, but ultimately the end goal is to protect Tommy. That has right. always been his motivation in all his movements and things that he's done, whether it's been fucked up, right, wrong, or indifferent. He did those things in in retrospect to the fact that I know that I'm not gonna let nothing happen to my dude. Right. But Tommy was just so just Tommy was just he was he was all over the place. And I think Yeah, that and I think that was him, more so I think that had a lot to do with him knowing that Ghost was trying to go legit. You know what I'm saying? Because when Ghost was always, you know what I'm saying? Like when Ghost was like, man, let's go put in this work, man. We need to lay these motherfuckers out. You know what I'm saying? Tommy was all game for that. But when he was talking to Tommy about, hey, man, you know, we going to build us an empire, but legitimately, he just kind of like, yeah, all right, man, I ain't. You know what I'm saying? I'm not with that. You know what I'm saying? This is where I'm at. You know, whatever. He didn't, you know, like, basically, I feel as though Tommy, but you know greedy. what I'm saying, Tasha, greedy. I feel all of them grew comfortable with the fast life. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Greedy. They and had they money. They had cake. They had bread. They all live in life. Um, Tommy's loft, nice as fuck. Tasha, y'all living in a motherfucking penthouse. Y'all got safe deposit boxes full of money. Y'all got stash houses full of money. Tommy, you got money piled up in your kitchen cupboard like y'all wasn't hurting. Y'all wasn't hungry. Right. So why not take what you had and build off on? I mean, y'all had larger masks going on. Y'all had a club going on. Y'all had legitimate money that taxable. 
So I mean, and and I, I kind of wish that it would they would have separated mutually. Like, okay, hey, I'm going to work on the legit side. Hey, I'm going to work on the criminal side. And y'all still could have ate together. Like, I don't know where all the right. hostility came in because he wanted to go legit. Okay, let that nigga go legit and you keep doing what you're doing. But keep in mind, you put yourself at a higher risk. Right, and right, right. You want me to come bail you out or put work in, but that ain't my life no more. That's your life you chose. I'm trying to choose to walk a different way. And then he all up in the club with Holly, and Holly was just, oh my God, I hey, hate that fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why, I think that's why Ghost told him when he asked who was the redhead, he said, don't he fuck him, with the merchandise. He said, don't fuck with the merchandise. You know what I'm saying? I think he was telling them then, like, bro, look, this is a legitimate business. I don't need your ass all up in here posted up. You know what I'm saying? And you know you ain't moving right. You know you, you ain't know moving you, right. You know you ain't moving right. Exactly. But you in here and you, you know what I'm saying? She she at work and you in here basically following her and, around. And, and I you think, bringing that element to and, our legitimate business. Right. So it's like you going over to the laundromat and you serving at the laundromat. Why don't bring work to the legit side of things. It's like the first episode, why would you fucking bring old boy to the fucking dock of the club? 400 motherfucking people there. Security's all over the goddamn place. Why would you choose to do work there? And where else throughout the series, when y'all put in work, y'all put in work behind the scenes, but you gonna bring this nigga front and center to the motherfucking nightclub and go shoot your dumb ass do him right there. Dead him, right? <laughs> right at the dock. <laughs> I mean, y'all y'all, y'all niggas know where all the warehouses at in New York. I mean, god damn, every time you look, the motherfuckers is an abandoned warehouse somewhere. I'm like, god damn, there's shit to right. You could have blazed them. You could have blazed them out by the, you know what I'm saying? You could have blazed them out by the, uh, the water or something, man. Like, you brought them out. But you then y'all got your own warehouse. Man. Y'all got your right. own warehouse where y'all keep the work at. Y'all got your own warehouse to keep the work at. Why would you bring him to the club? That was and that's what's crazy that you mentioned. That's crazy that you mention it because he brought him to the club and ghost and ghost and ghost blazed them there. But then when Big they was trying, were. but then when they was trying to find when they was trying to get answers about trying who was hitting him. He had dude, he had the dude when he was questioning him, like in some kind of abandoned parking garage or some shit, setting him on fire. That's my point. <laughs> that, that, that's my point. Why would you make such a stupid move like that 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 ultimately fucked up Ghost's situation? Tommy was Which a live I, wire, bro. I, he was a live wire, uh, a short live wire. And he was a live wire, bro. Like I, I you ultimately know what I'm saying? blame that, a lot of what has happened on Tommy. Everybody likes to blame Ghost, but ultimately Ghost wouldn't be in the current legal situation he's been in if it wasn't for Tommy. Uh, now, the whole Angela thing, so we we learn later on down the line that Tommy just does not like Angela. I mean, when Ghost told him about um, you know, she came into the club the other night, you know, he's like, you know, leave that shit alone. Don't fuck with that. You know, both of them tried to give good advice to each other. I can't say that. Both of them at certain points yeah, he did. tried to give he, he did. beneficial he advice he to each other. Told because, 
had Definitely Ghost told. listened to Tommy and said, don't fuck with her, then he probably wouldn't be in the shape he's in right now. If Tommy would have listened to Ghost and not fuck with Holly, then and one thing I do not have respect for Tommy on. Now, a lot of people ride for Tommy, and Tommy is probably one of the most popular favorite characters out of the series. One thing I don't fuck with Slim Shady on is when he let that bitch rob Tasha ass and didn't check her. Like this your family now. You don't yeah, fuck this that was fucked up. Cause she ran up and when she when she ran to him in the club and was like, "Tell him." He like, "Who bought me these earrings?" Oh, I did. And that's after she been cold dissing his ass. That she right then, this exactly. Ass. That right then, I would have been like, "Hey man, let me holler at you, Tasha. Let me holler at you." Took him in the back. Hey, look, if you gonna whoop her ass, go ahead and whoop her ass because them your earrings. I'm not fucking covering for her. You that's the kind of rider he was supposed to be for her. That's what he should. It should have instantly been that. But he only wanted to ride for her like that when he didn't he agree with some shit. Move. When right. he didn't agree with some shit, Ghost said. Ghost was well, Ghost it, yep. did. Then he went to Tasha like, uh, you know, Ghost is trying to go legit, or you know, Ghost don't think we should kill. You know what I'm saying? Ghost think we should kill Lobos or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. And then the thing about it is, though, she helped him when he had problems, when he had things he couldn't sort out and he couldn't go to ghost with it. She was the one that helped that nigga figure shit out. And you bring this bitch over here. You bring this bitch over here. Not only do you disrespect your best friend by not even having a conversation with him about who you finna bring to my crib. You bring this bitch over here and she's stealing and you not even check her, even if he didn't want to check her in front of Tasha, even though he should have gave Tasha that respect because we riders, we family. Right. So I wouldn't let nobody come up in your spot and fuck with your shit and not check them in front of you. But okay, just for the sake of the fact that he didn't want to have conflict on her birthday, he still should, we still should have seen him check Holly ass behind the scene. Like right. he checked her in that elevator about saying that Ghost was fucking around on Tasha. He got mad as fuck about that. But you did get mad at this bitch for now. I don't like Tasha. She's not one of my favorite characters. Um, but I don't like how her character is read. Maybe that's what I don't like about right. her. Because they play her. They play her real bad. And as a black woman, as she's supposed to be the wife of a kingpin or whatever. She's supposed to be this a boss of herself. She's supposed to be like cookie. She like she's supposed to be like some cookie shit. You know, and right. they wrote her very weak-minded. They w- wrote her character to just be a background character for everyone. Like, they never gave her her moment. And, like, for this bitch to come up in her house and steal, steal from her, she should have whooped her ass at her birthday party. I think she should have whooped her ass at the club, bro, for real. Yeah. I think, like, right yeah. there, like, when she caught her ass in the back and was like, you know, where you get them earrings? You know what I'm saying? I think she should have beat her ass right then and there because you knew Tommy didn't buy them goddamn earrings, bro. You right. knew that shit. You should have just scraped up right there and basically been like, now nah, you can keep the earring, but you can hold his, <laughs> but you can hold his ass whooping. His ass whooping. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that's what I think ultimately. That's what I think ultimately should have happened. You know, she should have right. whooped her ass, then told her she can keep the earrings, then went and told Tommy like, don't bring this bitch over my house no more because she Every stole my shit. Phone. And we right? right, exactly. Now that's, my party. that's what she. <laughs> that's what she should have did. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Because then it would have been like, oh shit. You know what I'm saying? 
I know not to fuck with her like that, you know. But I think that Tommy, I like the fact that Tommy is instant on that drill shit if he gotta be. You know what I'm saying? Like, he don't care. Like, he will drill you and there can be six cops outside. You know what I'm saying? Like, he yeah, knows he when no fucks. He know, right. He know when it's time to go. It's time to go. In that life, in that business, that's the he's way he's a you soldier, and he's committed to the fact that this is my life. That's the way so, you gotta be. But at yes. the same time, I feel like he was a little weak too because when you barely met motherfucking Holly, you barely know her, and, and you sitting he here was capping off at the mouth, you sitting here telling her, yep. you know what I'm saying? When she found that money. That should have been the end of the relationship right there. The fuck are you searching all around my house for? Oh, I was yep. looking at the cereal. Yeah, motherfucker, you was looking at the cereal, but when you seen that goddamn back, that uh that backdrop come off that motherfucking cupboard, and you seen these motherfucking stacks sitting back there, that ain't none of your motherfucking business. Second time, she should have got her ass beat. <laughs> it wasn't even no second time. She should have got thrown the fuck out. I mean, at that yeah. point... At that point, who can prove what, you know what I'm saying? You you was in this man's house. You found a stack of fucking money. Even if you went to the police and said, I found a stack of money in his house. They can't fucking prove that that money is illegitimate. And see, at that point in, in the storytelling, they were actually set up to be legitimate businessmen. They co-owned the nightclub together. They had the washing fold. I'm not really sure about the whole parking lot situation. I heard them mention that one episode, one time that they were um, selling parking spots in the parking lot. I guess that's how they got their money up to buy their weight or whatever. Right. But at that point, you were a legitimate businessman. Your name on bank accounts, your name on papers. So, I mean, who can come run up on you and ask you about money? It's, it's profits from my business. Right. Ain't nobody, ain't, you know? nobody can say shit. They had bank accounts. You know what I'm saying? I mean, at that point in time, you you own three, four businesses. Who's to say you can't? What, what law is saying is illegal to have a few bands sitting in your house? You know what I'm saying? It's called savings. It's at called that point, savings. Right. At that point in time, <laughs> maybe I ain't got time to go to a bank, go to the bank and I need 10 grand on hand in cash right now. You should have just threw her the fuck out. It shouldn't have been no motherfucking, oh, well, if I tell you this... You got it. Yeah. Because when he did that shit, when he did that shit, I feel like he opened up a whole motherfucking door. Like, Holly wasn't built, you know what I'm saying, like everybody else. You see when the motherfucking pressure got on her, she started folding quick. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because she like, oh, all I care about, I'll do a deal with you. If I can get Tommy off, woo this, woo that. But see, on the backside of things, she didn't know Tommy and Ghost knew how to play shit off where they would have got off. But she got to running her fucking mouth and they don't even know that basically she didn't got hemmed up by the motherfucking feds until basically a couple of a couple of episodes or so later where she finally tell Tommy, um, you know what I'm saying, that basically uh Angie Angie and the feds well, she, you know what she I'm saying she was part of the hustle too. She was part of the hustle too. I mean, you, you could tell by the type of character she was, uh, the type of person that she was, that she would do anything for self preservation. 
Like she was all about self. She was right. about however I can get my money, however I can survive out here. That's what she's about. She really didn't give a shit about none of them, to be quite honest with you. Now, I think she did grow to have feelings towards Tommy because she saw how broken he was and she was broken. So they were Kendrick spirits. Right. And I think that's what they were attracted to each other for. But there was no mutual, like, I'm in love with you. I want to be, spend the rest of my life with you. She just wanted to be his one all be all. And you have some women that want to be that in a man's life. They want to be your one-all, be-all. I want to be your mama. I want to be your brother. I want to be your best friend. I want right. to be everyone and shit everyone else out of your life because that's my way to control you. And I felt like she went about it the wrong way. If she would have legitimately grew with Tommy organically, then maybe the, the dynamic would have been different between Ghost Tasha and Holly and all this bullshit. But Tommy was just filed for putting business in her ear for not checking her on how she stole from your family. You're searching around in my house, so I already know you're stealing. At this point, I already know you steal. Now you're searching around in my house, asking me about my money, you know, snorting up my coat. You didn't call this you know, man Ghost in the club. <laughs> in the club. She needed to have got shot that night. Bro, she... Took her ass out right bro, God. Bro, they were... Hey... She needed the that dirt nap she got. That bitch about to get got. choked out in front of God. <laughs> in front of God. Right there in the club. She no, need, go she, somebody in your car and she, up right there she, that night. She deserved, she deserved the dirt nap she got, ultimately. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. She bro. Like, she I mean, did. you know what I'm saying? She went too far to either... You know what I'm saying? She... She went too she crossed far. all lines. Yeah, she, she crossed, crossed all, all lines. lines. In every situation she was involved in, from going over to them folks' house from the first time meeting yep. them, you stealing, stealing shit. From, from your first night, spending the night over at Tommy's house, you searching, yep. eavesdropping on conversations with her, um, him and Ghost when uh, that night um, goes. And I thought that was stupid, too. I thought that was very stupid, too. We never see this type of exchange happen between them. Tommy gives Ghost a gun. Ghost kills. Gun, you get rid of the weapon. I mean, what's this bringing it back to Tommy shit was all about when he killed Roland that night? I thought that was stupid. She in the bed. She listening. She eavesdropping. She, we see she drop a dime to the feds on that. Oh, well, I seen him give with Tommy a long a thing on. I mean, with a long just, thing on the end of it, and then she end up ultimately bringing the wrong goddamn gun to Angie and you see how hell bent Angie was. Angie was gonna actually keep the motherfucker and run it for and probably likely run the motherfucker for ballistics. So then you got a whole nother bunch of shit storm on your hands. But you know what? And she let's, wouldn't have never just gave her the gun. Let's back. stop for a minute. Let's stop for a minute. That gun Wonder if it was the gun that Ghost used to kill old boy that night out at the club. No, that was a uh, he so used it's a sig, very I think, when he did that one. I think he used a sig when he did that. Them niggas have so many goddamn them, them motherfuckers got a unlimited supply arsenal of guns, but them motherfuckers keep um weapons on them like shit. Like, I, I ain't never seen it, <laughs> I ain't never seen it for like it before in my life. Them niggas keep right. weapons on them, especially Tommy. Tommy, Tommy got bangers all over the place, he always got the strap all over the place, up under the right. table, you know, up under the, the couch, fucking, the fucking you kitchen know. cupboard. You know what I'm saying? He got, he got shit in the, the car. refrigerator, the freezer. <laughs> but I mean, in that life, Tommy was ready, you know what I'm saying? He just like, hey, ain't nobody gonna catch me slipping, and needless to say. Needless to say, 
shit, when was there ever a point where a motherfucker called Tommy slipping? Like Tommy was Tommy where was the motherfucker doing the doing the doing the man doing the work, like but you know what? He he was on his shit when he was on his shit. But when he got on his shit, that's when he started slipping and making yeah. sloppy mistakes. And you know, people started to get the best of him. But you know, one thing I like about Tommy's storyline is his mama. Like, you know, she's a little bit different than Thompson's mom, but you know, she's a cokehead. You know, she's the the all wrong. <laughs> Bro, I just think about when you just danced in the club and motherfucking ghost. Wave the little motherfucking baggie in the motherfucking peephole and she opened the door and she <laughs> foaming at the mouth. Yeah, right, right. Like it was her like, last oh, meal. Shit, he brought coke, but she she was spitting knowledge right. to her son though. She tried to tell his stupid ass so many times through so many different situations, but Tommy just in his feelings. And Tommy is more emotional. He everyone likes to accuse ghosts of being in his feelings. But I think how everyone interacts with him causes them to get into their feelings. And when they get in their bag, they make sloppy mistakes that hurt all of them. And Ghost has to be the one to try to figure a way out. And he's been using Angela to get them that way out. But y'all keep fucking shit up worse and worse. Every time I fix one problem, y'all niggas create a bigger problem. Now I got to put in more. Damn, I got to go ahead and fuck this bitch again. Get y'all in trouble. But it was just like, it was like y'all didn't realize that, you know, it started off for for I'm in love with her, I want to be with her type shit. But then I think it turned to a, I have to. I have to keep this relationship going. I have to right. keep fucking this bitch. I have to keep telling her I want to be with her. Otherwise, she's going to bring our whole thing down. Because because of y'all, she knows right. about our other things. So now I have to do what I got to do, take one for the team to keep the team safe. But the team just... Well, what did you think about the whole law enforcement thing? Um, it started off very soft. I, I really did not like the law enforcement cast, whatever you want to call them. Them fuckers, was, like that them whole fuckers team. was all over the place. Right. Like, you know, even yeah, for like, white. you know what I'm saying, some of the, you know, street units or tactical units, if you will. And... They were just man, like they were unorthodox, like a motherfucker. They didn't have no plans. They, you know what I'm saying? Like everything was just, you know, like it was. But it was it it, it was very easy to see how Angie was able to boss up on them because none of them none of them knew how to get the job done, and I guess because Angie being from the hood. And Angie, she had a leg. She had a leg. She had a leg up on her ass. Yep, she had street knowledge, and she and she was she was like most law enforcement is. She's like what most attorneys are. She's going to use whatever resources are available to her to get the job done. Same thing with ghosts. Her and ghosts are very parallel characters to each other. Because ghosts would use whatever resources, whatever person, whatever to get the job done. Angie is the same way. She like these niggas. Yeah, are them goddamn. These like uh, what was their names? Uh, I forgot them. The the one Sachs. in the van. Yeah, Sax and the cat in the van. You know what I'm saying? The little Hispanic guy. Yeah, them. What fuck his name them is. two motherfuckers went in at the uh, <laughs> at the buddy got hit. 
And um, that was his boy. He got hit. And, uh, you know, you let fucking New York, you let NYPD fucking punk you. Like, you DEA. You supposed to be like, hey, look, this is our crime scene. Get the fuck out of here. She tell them straight, like, hey, look, we know y'all, y'all, y'all was sitting outside in the van and this shit happened. Get the fuck out of here. You know, and y'all they just and they just walk out. Right? They, they was just like, you know what, you're right. Let's let's go. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Let's work for us. But you know, they was always in Angie ass about, you know, this getting done and that getting done, or what's going on here, or what's going on there. And it's just like it don't matter. Like when Buddy kept saying, okay, she fucking Greg. Well, shit, she might be, but at the same time, Angie getting a fucking job done. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's you motherfucker sitting outside in the van, motherfucker get his throat cut, and y'all don't know shit. You know, so I I I, I thought that was just real stupid. I thought that was uh I really, I really like the direction they started going. And I really wasn't too far to that little crew, um, Sandoval, when his little crew came yeah. in. I really didn't start fucking with the law enforcement crew until they brought um, season three cast in. And I really started liking where they were going with that because it became more um, combative with um, Angela and her team. And it shows you how people are in life. So the people that you think ride with you and the people that work with you and you think because y'all are on the same side or on the same team that y'all got the same goal but motherfucker always wants right. a spot and I really like what they were trying to do with the storytelling is someone's always got a right. power somebody always wants that power and whether you on the right side of things or you on the wrong side of things motherfuckers gonna eliminate you if oh, you're yeah, a competition no and I, I really like Angela she was a very formidable opponent she was smart. She always outthought everyone. She always went extra. She was extra as fuck. Uh, she did a lot of things that she should have got caught up with. Going back to Tommy and Holly, uh, she did a lot of things that go should have checked her right. ass for. And I'm like, you know, you let this bitch meddle too much in your business and you didn't even get her together. Like, bitch, you walked out of my life. 18 years ago, and now you back and you stupid around. And that's my thing with that's my thing with that. Me just being a man. If a female walk out on me, bro, I'm done. I'm done. Like if if I see you again, I'm not that motherfucking excited to fucking see you because the first thing because the first right exactly (laughs) that's gonna be the first thing come to my mind. Like you walk out on me, I see you in my club and. I'm going to run down. Hey, Edge, how you doing? It's been like 18 years. No, I'm not. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be like, yeah, what the fuck are you doing here? No, nah, I'm going to show you what winning like. Nah, nah, I'm really finna shine. So you come up in my club. I ain't seen you in 18 years, and you left my ass 18 years ago. Hey, you going up to VIP and drink on me tonight. I'm going to show you what right. winning look like. And then I'm going to let you wonder about the life you could have had. I wouldn't been running up behind you and taking her on lunch dates and to the zoo and the aquarium you know and all what? bullshit he was and, taking her to and, build and a bear. That's, the thing, that's one of the things Ghost that fucked me thinking. up too. Like, Ghost was so blind when it came to Angie. Real talk. Thirsty. You almost killed your baby, bro. And and be and being completely honest, even though after season three, the baby disappears. But <laughs> to say to say the least. <laughs> The mama be keeping the baby. To say the least, (laughs) to say the least, bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
you you so hell bent on oh well yeah we're gonna share we're gonna have matching keychains your baby then bit the fucking tail off the damn thing and choking now you looking like a whole asshole and you lucky motherfucking you lucky Tasha didn't find it so let's talk about the kids for a minute so in season one we see that the kids are stereotypical right I think Raina I think Raina was too perfect for that fucking family I think she Tyreek was, was, was too. I think Tyreek was a fucking ticking time bomb. Like you saw it in him day one. No, 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 no. I disagree with you on that. I, I, I think that I, I've seen interviews where Courtney Kemp said that because um, of Tasha's character being so young, that they really wanted to cast the children a little bit mm. older. And they couldn't, so they had to um, de-age the kids. I, I didn't like the character that they picked for Raina. I thought that Raina, I liked her, the writing they did for Raina. I just didn't like the little girl that played her. I don't know who else probably could have done a better yeah. job. But, you know, I guess usually when you get kids like that on shows, they're very green. You know, they're not A-list actors. So, um, you know, they have to develop their acting right. skills. Um, Tariq, he seemed like he was very enamored with um, living the life that they live. You know, he's a stereotypical kid that goes to a rich private school with all white kids. You know, he plays video games. He lives in a penthouse. His dad has a driver. They have an elevator for their front door. I mean, he's living a good life. You right, know, he on that kid. different stroke right. shit. Right, Raina, she <laughs> seems to be daddy's little girl. You know, she's a princess of the house. She gets her way and all that bullshit. You know, I just, I don't know. That's one I, thing I can I, I can I understand why they needed to have the kids for some right. storytelling. But to me, I think this show would have worked better without them having yeah. children. I think that, and, and that's one thing I can say I applaud uh, Tasha on is that Tasha didn't let anybody fuck with the kids. Like, you know what I'm saying? With Raina having an audition and you had the other mom. She got you the, had the other mom, the right? House. You know what I'm saying? You had the other mom over there, like you still your daughter don't get a hopes up, you know, and talking shit. Hey, you know right. what I'm saying? She was just like, you know, she was she was and, in that and, and that's bro. and that's colorism. That that was colorism right there. That was low key racism right there. That that was race racial she was undertone. Like, she was like, right oh, what are you what your daughter going for? And she was like, oh, she's going for Annie. She had this look like. And he's not black. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right, right. That's, that's, that, yep. Yep. But Tasha went to that uh, principal office. Oh, yeah, I need some money. <laughs> right. Gotcha. What you need? What you need? My daughter going to get this part, though. What you need? Write the check right now. Uh, um, what did you think about um, what did you think about Greg? Angelo's boyfriend. He seems to be a real stuffy, stiff he character. Too, he was too fucking um, emotional for me, man. Like he seemed like he was. It was just a matter of time where he was just gonna break down. Like you know, you see how much I love you. You know what I'm saying? Like that type of motherfucker. Because every time well, I, I I get it. Right. You know what I'm saying? She giving you some ass. Y'all work together. But I mean, me personally, I feel like. You never get your meat where you make your bread. So, I mean, dude, you know what I'm saying? Like, he just had all day. He had 24-hour access to Angie. And that shit was just driving him nuts. 
Like if she could, if he couldn't fucking talk to her, he like, oh, you didn't answer your phone. Oh, you weren't at home. I stopped by there. Like, what yeah, the what's fuck up with that? Like, I mean, y'all work the motherfucker <laughs> together. You go over and fuck on demand. I mean, like, what the he fuck just seemed too damn. He seemed too damn clingy and thirsty. thirsty. You know what I'm saying? He was just kind of like. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm sure Angie had, I'm sure Angie Box was off the chain because hell, Ghost was gone. That box is platinum. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So just the just the just the just the riff. I mean, you can see, you can see for the most part, out. like Ghost tried to keep his composure, but at the same time, low key, it was points. It was crazy. points where he was kind of like yeah, yeah. he was kind of like begging her, like you know what I'm saying, like when she came in and asked about uh about about Tommy killing he was about so... Tommy killing Holly, and he didn't want to come right out and say that Holly wasn't dead and that he hid he had Holly leave, but he just like yeah we can just talk about it in the morning and. You know what I'm saying? Like, but she she had motherfuckers hooked in that in that. Uh, well, we had, hadn't got to that she point. She had a yet. hook. We had we hadn't got to that point. We hadn't got to that point in the storytelling yet. But I will say this: you're right. I, I agree with you on that. You are right as far as his his attraction to Angela it was more than just physical. He was emotionally right. attached. I to think her. Greg was, and that too. was something he wasn't with Tasha. Yeah, they both were, and they both reacted the same way with different. Yeah, Greg, results. I think was just but so my thing so he was probably more. He was more so. He was more so attached. He was more. He was more attached. But to me, it but he was just like, like this whole man. Like he was. He was just driven. Like man, you know, uh, you wasn't over there like a crack. Like you know what I'm saying. Like she was drugs, bro. Like yeah, you, you wasn't at home. I came past, and you know, I let myself in and. You were gone. Let himself up in her spot <laughs> while she getting ready for work and shit. That's stalker ass shit. What, what we see, what that turns into later on. But um, going back to the whole ghost thing, like everyone blames ghost marriage falling apart on Angie, but to me, it, it felt like there was some unhappiness there before she even stepped on the scene. Because you know, you could see him laying in the bed. You know, he didn't look like he was too happy. He didn't look happy at home. The only time he seemed happy when the kids were around, but when it was him and Tasha, it was like, ah, shit, I can't wait to get the fuck right. out of here. So he always felt like, it always felt as if he was kind of out right. of place with this life that he's living. Like, this is not the life he wanted, but because I don't have three kids with her, I ain't got no choice to marry her because I've been running these streets and she got all my secrets, I have to marry her. So to me, it felt like those were choices that were made for him, but not necessarily choices he would have made on his own had they not Right, had kids. right, right, right. I think it would have been a no-brainer. If it wasn't kids involved, he would have been. You know what I'm saying? I think part that's yeah. what that's what my thought is to it. Like if it wasn't any kids, he would have just instantly been like, Tasha, I'm done. I'm out. You can have this, you can have that. Whatever he would have, I think he would have bailed if it wasn't no kids involved. You know what I'm saying? He would have. I think natural instinct, his natural instinct, he would have been gone. You know what I'm saying? He would have just. It would have been no question about it, no doubt about it. He would have dipped. So fifty cent. 
So we see that he's an old, bitter ex-thug, you know, locked up, you know, typical street nigga that just, you know, want to run shit in prison, want to run shit outside of prison and whatever. Um, they picked the perfect person to play his character. I mean, he's executive producer of the show, and he's, of course, he's going to be in the show. We we right. know that. But actually, I, I really like what 50 Cent did with this character. I think he was a perfect person for it. Um, there's other actors that probably could have pulled off Kanan, but um, 50 Cent did a very good job with um, yeah. his character. And, I agree. Um, but what I didn't really understand and really get a feel for was how was he so suspicious of Ghost? I guess, you know what they say, birds of a feather flock together, or, you know, the apple doesn't fall right. far from the tree, so, you know, you raise this nigga. So you know what he's capable. I think he was just more so. This is. I think he was just more so driven because he know. You know what I'm saying. I don't think he knew exactly how he got locked up and knew Ghost. Ghost had something to do with it, but I think he was just so hell bent on rising back to power. Like you know what I'm saying. Basically, like motherfuckers, I talked all the. I talked all the game. I'm locked up now. I'm back. It's my time now. So. You know what I'm saying? Either y'all yep. gonna fall in line or I'm cutting all y'all asses out. You know what I'm saying? How do you hire a hitter from jail from Miami and a female and know where all that the man stash boss, houses bro. are at, know where all the curves at, know where all the runners are? Like how that could have been but how, see, but see, how. again, again, I think that plays a major factor in ghosts trying to go back to go legit. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it was almost like, hey, bro, when you get out of jail, I got you set up. You're going to be straight. I'm leaving. I'm leaving to take my little, my little, my little chunk of paradise, which is legit now. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to take that. And then this is yours. So, so you're basically saying Ghost wasn't really in it for the money. Even though he dressed nice, he wore nice clothes, you know, Caparoli on, you know, he didn't seem to be so big on money. You never really see Ghost flex with money. The only time he really flexed with money was when he bought Angie that, that diamond was necklace. It. You know, that was, that that was, was the, the most that that's the most it. extravagant thing that we've seen that him it. do where money is concerned. You know, he wasn't really big. That was on it. Money. I mean, I mean like he, he enjoyed I mean, you nights. always heard Tasha mention that. She had to buy the kids this, about the kids that. Money, but money, you money. Never... And then the bitch stealing money. Don't get me started on that roguish ass bitch. <laughs> that bitch stealing money and shit. I'm like, man, what the fuck? Oh, man. You got it all. And you still, oh, we haven't even talked about the elephant oh, in the room. Keisha. Oh, well, geez. Keisha, what do you think about homegirl, best friend, BFF, Tasha's ride or die, her hair weaver, Whatever the fuck you want to call her. Being Keisha. honest, you know what I'm saying? I mean, dude, I, I couldn't have been a part of this show. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Keisha was a, to me, Keisha was looking for like a lot of ultimate. She was looking for what, what right, exactly. She would have fucked Tasha Hugs with the first she opportunity she, she got. Was she would have fucked Tasha Hugs. come up, bro. And she kept. Yep. Basically, like trying to big, big trying to push Tasha to like cutting ghosts off. Like, oh, you need to cut them off. You need to cut them off. You need to cut them off. 
and she would have been fucking in the and same day. I think so, bro. I think so. Day. I think so. Check your friend. Check I your friend. So. She want what I you think got. So, but at the same at the same time, I think that you know what I'm saying. Keisha was just like, man, Joe, like you know, you know what I'm saying. She didn't mind. She didn't. You know what I'm saying. She didn't mind eating the eating the motherfucking table scraps that was knocked on the motherfucking floor. In my opinion. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You know, mm-hmm. but not when you get Gucci she and shit. Uh, would she you? <laughs> said it to Sean when she mentioned uh, Tasha's hand-me-downs and shit like that. But she wasn't too proud to, you know what I'm saying? Too proud to take the shit. You know, she could have just. She ain't too proud right, to Right, she could have been like, nah, you know she, what, Tasha? She begged for dick. She begged for dick. <laughs> she begged for dick. She begged for money. She begged for hand-me-downs. So, of course, I ain't too proud to beg. I mean, yeah. hey, every but every motherfucker in that, I every, think she but every, every person that she was with, I think basically wanted to knock her back. I think she. Uh, I think I agree more with so. That. I think the I only think one she, that probably would have would have kind of let it go under the under the under his nose and not pursued it, hadn't she wouldn't have took the extra steps to basically put him in that position was Sean. Because Sean was just like in the car when she was talking to him. He didn't know like, oh, she about to kiss me. He had that dumbass look on his face. Then when, then when she took her clothes off when they was in her apartment, she he had that dumbass look on his face. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, you know, damn. But like, bro, part of me feels deep. like she really didn't want anything from Sean other than to go back and throw in Natasha's face that I had him too. I think that I, I think, think that was a tip for tap thing. You know, too. I want to try. Yeah, I want to get a little taste of it too. But it, the, the ultimate goal was just to go back and say anything you can get, I can get too. So going back to my theory about she she wanted ghosts for herself, you know. But then she wants to sit on this high horse of morality and oh, what is this, bitch? How, you you grew up these motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. You knew they came from shit. You know they ain't have shit. All of a sudden now they're living in a penthouse. I mean you I mean you should have known what time it was even before you found out what time it was. You should know what time it was. Like uh, I real, got one for you. Like, I got one y'all. for you. How do you feel? <laughs> Cause we talked I, I talked about I talked I talked talked about this with my sister and talked talked about it with my wife and we kinda laughed at it and we thought the shit was shady. Um how do you feel about when they had that when when Tommy took Holly over to the penthouse? They had dinner with Ghost and Tasha, and Tommy was sitting there. and They was talking about the uh, you know rapping and all that other shit. I and, exactly where you going? Ghost and, and, rap, and Ghost was like, "Yeah, I don't remember that rap." But then when he was laying up with yeah. Angie. He fucking recited it word for word. How do you feel about that shit? I think the shit was bogus. Yeah, it, it truly was. It really was. But it tells you right there that to- that that moment right there told you that Tasha was just an accessory. She was an accessory after the fact. She was an accessory before the fact. She was just an accessory that he put in his pocket whenever he needed to use it. He never truly had intentions on growing old and living a life with Tasha. Like I said, if there wasn't an Angela, 
he would not have been with Hood Rat. He would have eventually found a reason to leave. Um, I think it was fucked up because in Tommy's mind, Tommy's thinking that you know the rap was made for Tommy. Right, and that's what, mind, and he was just, just kind of like, yeah, the I don't rap, remember that. The rap describes describes his feeling or his admiration towards Angela, but then again, he could have just been feeding Angela some bullshit to make her feel like I'm winning over right. here, and you fucking somebody else's husband. So I mean, yeah, you winning all right. <laughs> what do you think about Angela's sister? I, she I was like a go getter, bro. I liked like her she, a lot. She kept I was going to say she kept yeah, it a buck, man. Like she, she talked like, man, you know what I'm saying? He's fucking married. You know what I'm saying? Like what, what, what more do you think? And you stupid right, for laying like, up What with do him. you think you gonna <laughs> right. gain out of this? You know what I'm saying? Like she, right. she can't. She, she. And if he's doing it to his wife, what makes you think exactly. he's not gonna do it to you? Like she's trying to tell you, like it's a web of lies, and you in the center point of right. the web. I, I think she had. I think she stupid. had several. Uh, several. She had several. Uh, uh-huh. song, uh, several signs put into the air that she should have paid attention to, and even Ghost should have cut it off. When her dad was like that punk, that drug dealer, that was one. So she knew. She knew what he was about. She knew what his life was when they were kids, but. Apparently, she didn't care then because keep in mind, like you said, when he took her down to the hospital to see the daddy, he was sick. The, the daddy was supposed to be losing his mind, dementia, all But he remembered that but shit. He saw that motherfucker walk up in there. He remembered that motherfucker. <laughs> he said that, that drug shit, dealer, yeah, that, that drug dealer, that punk. But see, yep. then again, that, that brings you back to Angie. Like, if you knew if, if, she if, went to if, shit. if, yo, if your dad said it, after 18 years, if your dad said it, and you heard your dad... What did he say all those 18 years prior exactly. to? Exactly. Like, this nigga's a corner boy. Exactly. He's, he's so dead. you knew it just didn't die then because it came up 18 years later and he said it and he said it. So it's kind of like... It's kind of like... Is Angie Is Angie drawn to them type of motherfuckers? Like, did she just... You know what I'm saying? She liked bad boys, and then she was just kind of hoping it's the, it's, it's because the of the sake. It's the cliche that they always she, say: "Good girls love right, bad but, boys." You know what I'm saying? And it's like, did she just hope that he he had changed his life out of sake of her career? You know what I'm saying? Because she's the face. No, 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 no. I, I don't think I don't think it was because of her career. Because remember when she saw him in the club? She saw that nigga shining. She thought he was winning. She thought that this was the life that she was getting ready to live. You know, he's a club owner. He's talking about opening a spot up in Miami. I'm going to be out here, you know, having a good time, you know, enjoying life or whatever the case may be. And truly, she thought that he had went legit because even when she found out that him and Tommy were still, you know, kicking it, she was disappointed in that. She was, You saw the disappointment on her face at the ice cream shop. She was like, damn, you still fuck with him. I thought that you were trying to turn your life around. So it, wholeheartedly, she thought that he had truly turned his life around, put himself together. She knew what he was about. She clearly knew what he was about because she didn't approve of his uh, still being involved with Tommy. But, but wasn't that mentioned? My whole thing with wasn't that, that is, mentioned, uh, you know, before that, when they were in the club and she was talking to him about uh, the club and all that other stuff and she was like, um, she was like, oh, you still talk to Tommy? And he was like, yeah, he's um in business with me. And then she was like, oh, well, 
it's good that you got him on the straight and narrow. I do remember an episode where there was a conversation about it, but I think the that was I think that it was surreal for her when he came rolled up on him in the ice cream shop and she clearly saw that he knew he he was close enough to go to know his movements and know where he would be at and things like that. I think and then by him making the references towards Tasha and the wife and the birthday party, she knew that he was still a vital part right. of Ghost's life because of just of those conversation points that he made. And, you know, that didn't make her feel warm and fuzzy because it, reality set in, yeah, you the other woman. So, you know, she didn't want to be part of that. But even still, you look how she did Greg. True. I mean, look how she did Greg. Greg was a good dude for her, even though he was a little quirky and weird. He did right by her. Right. As far as being a man to her, you know, looking after her and being there for her, even trying to protect her on the steakhouse and shit that they used to go out on, you know, it was a little obsessive, but at the end of the day, he wasn't out cheating right. on her. He wasn't out beating on her. So, you know, he was trying to be a good dude to her. She, I mean, she was like, nigga, I'm just fucking you to try to get, keep information because, mind you, that's basically what she did with right. Greg. She fucked him for information. Right. You know, just like when she was trying to find out about um, Isabella's phone, you know, he Greg had information that he didn't share with Sax that he shared with her, and she what she do? She instantly hopped on the dick and rolled yep. So that was his reward. That was that was his reward for giving right, the information. Right, right, right. I, I can I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. What do you think about Mr. Lobos? <laughs> that dude surprised that dude surprised the shit out of me Hefe. in that pool, bro. I forgot that part even happened. But <laughs> we ain't got to that part yet, though. We ain't we got, got to that, that part, so yet. we're gonna right, touch base on it. That's why I left it where it was at. But he surprised the shit out of me. But Lobos, bro. Um, I crazy. Yeah, he's fuck. a fucking Looney Tune, bro. Like, I mean, he's a Looney real. Tune, like for real, for real. Like, dude, that's. But is that is that a criteria to be a drug car- cartel? I think in that. I think, is that a, is I that think, a criteria that you have to be on? I, I think in that. I think in that. In that. In that ethnic background, hell yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I mean, the man was just. <laughs> The man was off the chain, bro. Like you cutting up, motherfuckers. You leaving, you leaving, you leaving, man. Whole body messages, like, hey, look, I ain't the one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I am not the one. Like, I mean, Lobos. Don't get me wrong. He had everybody in that motherfucker shit. He did have everybody. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, everybody. That was like the he, he was like the Mexican. He, he was like the Mexican Debo of power. You know what I'm saying? Like he had everybody shit, bro. Yep. He was. Yep. And a top one too. Right, exactly. <laughs> and G Marshi is a top four suit. He was there off the go. chain, that man. Was he was definitely off the chain. Like Lobos was boa. Man. So last thing I want to touch on, and I guess we can go ahead and wrap it up for um tonight. What'd you think about the whole Simon Stern element? In the I could fucking stand, um, Simon Punk ass man. Like he was, man. What you he talking was, about? He was, he was just hell bent. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say it like this, bro. High and dry. He ain't want to see a nigga shine. He didn't want to see a motherfucking black yep. person have more. That motherfucker will hate. And that motherfucker you can tell him. by 
how he treated uh, Cantos to, you know what I'm saying, to James. He gave Cantos all the fucking power. You know what I'm saying? Made him, made him basically J- James, but James's boss. And then told James, mm-hmm. like, man, if you want your motherfucking club back, when you get the twenty percent profit, buy it back. You can. We'll talk about the number then. He never guaranteed him we'll shit. Talk about like, it. you know what I'm saying? He basically yeah. like, man, like I'm gonna make your ass work to buy this shit back. Like almost like slavery. It's slavery. It was. It was indentured servitude. Right. He basically told him, like, I'm gonna make you work this. You gonna work this shit off. You gonna work. Work. Make it. You gonna work. You gonna keep. But now, mind you, you, this is after the fact. This is after the fact. I ran up on you and tried to take your shit from you, and and I couldn't. So now I'm gonna go buy it from up under you, which was a smart move. I mean, right. That shit was. I mean, that shit was clever as fuck. That he bought the club after the shit. You know what I'm saying? After the whole little shit happened and they shut the motherfucker down and he went and bought Fuck the fucking... I'll go buy the building. He went and bought the fucking building. Yeah, I'll go buy the building. Yeah. I mean, it was a smart business move. I mean, I have to give it to him as far as his character is concerned. I didn't like him, I, of course. Yeah, he was. But as far as a businessman, he was on point. But he just wasn't three moves ahead. And I, I like that. And it's actually a, um, uh, an episode title. Um... In season two, three moves ahead, and that's that's what right. I see when I see Ghost. He's always three moves right. ahead, but because you run around with this 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 pussy, you can't focus on your business. And now you are three moves behind, and everybody else is three moves ahead of you because otherwise, Simon would never been able to slide up in there as a drug kingpin, and you making money. Why would you not have owned the deed to the building? You could have been mortgaging right. the fucking building instead of renting it. And it's like Tasha tells him later on when we find out that they don't own shit, but they're escalated. They've been driving for five years. I mean, bruh, y'all don't own the house y'all live in. Y'all don't own the club. Y'all don't own nothing. <laughs> right. Like, y'all paying rent for everything? Right. Yeah, like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I get, you know what I'm saying? I guess he was just like, man, if in if any event we gotta uproot leave shit, we pay rent on every fucking thing. We we just get the fuck out of here. Let's go. I mean, because that that is crazy. Then he was like, walking around with Louis Vuitton, Louis Vuitton shoes on Rolexes and shit, and this white man coming by your club for me. By that motherfucker right just, from underneath your nose. That's what was crazy about it. When and then you got to pay this motherfucker for your shit. That's what was man. crazy about it. Like he would got dropped. He that bought night. that shit right underneath his nose, and you can tell. Like James basically was salty as fuck when he told him. And after the uh, board meeting, when he said, "I have to call," he said, "I got to call my landlord and talk to him." He was like, "Oh, you don't have to call anything." He's like, "He's he standing right here." And I'm like, "Whoa!" Like even James had to look on his face like. You motherfucker. This motherfucker. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but going back to Tasha's character again, I don't like how they played her ass when she took a black ass over there to that goddamn house. But that bitch asked her because she touched her hair. She should have wild. That shit right there, bro. That shit right there, bro, blew me. Blew me. I was having a drink when that shit happened. When that shit happened, and I still had to sober up because I forgot that part even happened in the... um. You know, being so far in the show now, we had we had season six coming up, and 
I had to sober up because I forgot that part had even happened when she asked Tasha, can I touch your hair? Like, what the fuck you mean can you touch my hair? Like, what are you trying to, what are you trying to find out? But one thing I do like about the fact though, we see her handle her business internally with Ghost and Keisha as a hood chick. But on the outside world, she handled herself like a G. Like she know how to handle herself with the white folks, but that she should have tore that motherfucking house down when that bitch talking about could she touched my hair. That, that's colorism. Right. And I guess what makes me so angry about that whole comment and that whole scene going back to Simon Stern, how he done ghosts. I hate to see this narrative in TV shows because why can't black people be successful? Why can't black people have real hair? Why can't black people have money? Why can't right. black people? Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Why do they have to? Why? Why do our characters? Why do our women have to wear cheap wigs? Why do they have to be light bright? Right. Why do they have to make our women? So degrading on 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 the screen, like I don't like that type of writing. And being that the executive right. producer showrunner is a black right. woman, I would think that she would have given Tasha more empowerment moments. But it seems like Angie always got those aha moments. I mean, but could that be Angie? But is, could that be a spin on like what what really goes on in and you know society? Hollywood? Yeah, Hollywood, society, you know, whatever today, you know. Shit, nigga, we as black men see that every day. We see it when you turn on the news. You see it with uh, Trayvon Martin. You see it with all these teenagers unarmed and beaten, shot, and killed by law enforcement, white law enforcement that walks away and don't catch no charges. They get a paid suspension while they're under investigation. These niggas don't even make it to the indictment. I mean, we see it every day. In 2019, getting ready to be 2020, we still have to deal with colorism. And I think that's just so, it's so stupid. Like, God made all of us, God made all of us to interact with each other. So the segregation and the isolation and the mistreatment and to think that black people are not intelligent and to think that we can't own anything, we can't be educated, that we can't live well. We got to either be selling drugs, hustling, robbing somebody, killing. I mean, why can't we earn our wealth just like you right. Because most of y'all motherfuckers was born in right? Most black people that are wealthy or successful have had to come out of the mud and grind. Right, exactly. And why couldn't Ghost and Tasha been that couple in the eyes of the public that came out the mud and grind for it? And that white bitch sitting up there at that goddamn table, I would have. Yeah, I think she. Out of that bitch I think she should have touched my hair. Out of her when she said, "Can I touch your hair?" Like, right what the, the fuck? <laughs> right there at the table. She should have. It'd be like, come on, baby, the leave. fuck out of her at the table. Like, can I touch your hair? <laughs> like, bitch, what? <laughs> <laughs> see, that's another. Uh, see, that's what I. See, that's what I don't like. You got Angie running up on her anytime she feel like it. You got Holly stealing from her out of her apartment. You got this white bitch over here talking about, can you touch my hair? I mean, they did not give her her aha moment. Like, maybe we'll see it in season six. But it's it's sad that after five seasons, we still not have seen this woman shine. We have not seen her win. All we've seen her is just be a right. hood rat. 
Yeah, and that was kind of. I think I mean, her own kinda, husband, uh, her own husband, run over. Right, and I was gonna say I think that's personally like a little fucked up. You know what I'm saying? That basically, you know, it's kind of like what they portray as, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, even I don't give a fuck if it's my husband that do this. Um, it, it's all about payback. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, again, going back to the whole situation with, you know, go seeing Angie in the club and running fucking like. He running through a field of fucking and, and, flowers. And that was an unrealistic, right. and that like was an unrealistic a, moment you, right there in the right, real you life. You running through a fucking field of flowers. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I haven't seen you in 18 years, but you make it known in 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 future episodes, even in season one, and probably for and further on that she fucking uprooted and left on your ass. You know what I'm saying? So now, I mean, I get it. You know what I'm saying? And in, in a certain extent, I do feel bad for Tasha because it's like, man, he kind of low-key treated Tasha like number two to Angie. You know what I'm saying? And at the same time, it's just like when she saw it, it's like two wrongs don't make a right. It's like, Tasha, you could have... Two it's wrongs like, don't Tasha, make a right. You could have played that shit. Retaliation was get right. I'm going to get in here and play with the motherfucker. Get herself Right, exactly. Yes. I'm going to get in the truck, play with the box. Let Sean watch. She thought of herself out. She thought of herself yeah, exactly. out. She thought of herself out instead of being a boss. Again, going back to the writing of yeah, that character. Exactly. Instead of her being a boss and running up on this bitch in the club, she get in the back of the truck and thought herself right. out. Right. And I what, think in a realistic she, world, think... in a realistic world with a woman as dark as her and as much attitude and sass and neck rolling as Tasha has. You're telling me that Tasha would not have approached him. Yeah, she would have pulled up on that motherfucker. Say, Yo, hi, I'm Mrs. St. Patrick. <laughs> That's what I'm Mrs. St. Patrick. This I'm Jamie's club. wife. Do you know my husband? Right. I mean, I mean, could you not go over there and see what the situation was about? Introduce yourself into the situation. Ghost would have been mad as fuck, but at least that would have given her her aha moment. Like, quit letting this bitch be a sideline. Like, y'all have this bitch standing in the club watching all this shit happen, and she not even bring it up in conversation. Right, exactly. She not even go over there and introduce herself as her, as, you know, I'm his wife. Right. She just kind of, like, let it ride. He would have been mad She just kind of, like, let it ride. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, well, he traipsed his ass from upstairs to downstairs in the club. And basically... But... um, she sold that for herself, though. She sold that moment for herself. I'm sorry. She should have took her ass up the stairs to begin with. And then maybe that situation would have unfolded different. This but what did true. she want to do? She had to be the center this of attention. I'm going to run over here. I know how he can I know how he can spot me a little bit quicker. Well, you got what you Yeah, you should have been in that motherfucker's face. Thought, <laughs> right. You thought, you thought that you were going to go over here and dance on this nigga, make him jealous and make him mad and come down there and create a scene. Just for you to get shits and giggle out of it, but you bought off more than what you can chew. Because had you took your ass up from steps and been with your husband, then he wouldn't have been able to run off on your ass to another bitch. But you went over there and did what you was best at doing, being a thought, being a real bro. Like, that's what man, she's good like, at. Yeah, like, she's great at being a thought. I just, I, I wanted her, to, I wanted, I wanted to see her more like. You know what I'm saying? Like that whole I ain't going shit. Like the fuck, like you, you think I'm stupid or some shit? Like, you know what I'm saying? It, she still didn't quite get to that motherfucking role, 
but she was still letting them right. know. Like, she didn't even handle him like how she right. should have. She, she she didn't even handle ghosts like the way she. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not and I and I'm not saying and I'm and I'm I'm usually not one for advocating domestic type situations between couples because I feel like if there's something that's wrong in a marriage and either party is not happy, walk away. Don't live in an unhappy situation as a human being. But at the same time, I feel like if she's so victimized and hurt by all the things that he's done to her, you never addressed it. You no, never, the only time she addressed it, this to your the only time she really addressed it is like when he mentioned that Angie was trying to arrest Tommy. Yep. Yep. Then it becomes a point of concern for you, but that night in the club when you was playing with yourself in the back of the truck and, you know, whatever. She should have got in his ass. She should have watched just, that. like, sure. I'm here, boo-boo. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or some shit. You know what I mean? Fucking like, get hi. ratchet. I mean, I'm Tasha. Right. You are. <laughs> Even you know? if, I mean, you know what I'm saying? She didn't have to a certain extent, even like when she would go to the kids' school and set the motherfucking prison. What, what really would have been fucked up? What really would have been fucked up is she would have rolled up on him and been like, "Hi, my name is Tasha, and I'm James's wife." And oh, you went to school with him. We've got to have you over for dinner so you can meet the kids. That, that shit would have been right. right there. You know, some anything. <laughs> Girl, you was, know, you know, she never was. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying like even with the kid, like the the, the principal at the school, she would let her say slick shit, but. You know, Tasha kind of like, you know, she handled it the way she handled it, but she threw money at the situation. Like, motherfucker, we got money too. But that's her solution to everything that she feels like is wrong in that relationship, and that's money. She felt like money was the the answer to all their problems. That's why she was stealing it. That's why she had to have more of it. That's why she felt like money was her security. But in reality, what she really wanted was what every woman wanted. That was for a nigga to pay her some attention, a nigga to, to appreciate. Isn't that her, what? Um, is, isn't that what she, somebody she was saying? Value. Isn't that what? Uh, didn't Sean say that shit to Ghost? Yeah, he did. When he finally, when he finally wanted to be a man and run up on Ghost and check Ghost about what was going on between him and Tasha and Angie, which wasn't none of his business. But at the same breath, I guess that scenario could work in reverse because Ghost could say the same thing to her. Like, well, you didn't believe in me. You didn't care about me. You really didn't show me the type of affection or the emotional support that I wanted from my wife. I mean, all you really wanted to do was fuck me and um, pimp me out because that's basically what she did. She pimped Ghost out. If you, nail, if, you, if you pay attention to the writing throughout the season, you see that Tasha plants most of the seeds in Ghost's head that causes a lot of yep. problems. Like with Lobos. It was her idea to eliminate Lobos. But she said, get rid of his ass. <laughs> you are now listening to TSF Entertainment Podcast. It instantly created conflict, and then when the conflict comes to a head, then everybody wants to back out and just kind of like wash their hands of the situation and blame goes. But look, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up this week's show. Um, first off, I would like to say thanks for listening to the TSF Entertainment Podcast. If you like our show, you want to know more, then check us out on our YouTube page at TSF Entertainment. Um, you can also check out our website at www.thesoulfirm.com. 
please leave us, leave us a review on iTunes and join us next time as we talk about our favorite show, Power. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram at TSF Entertainment. We appreciate you guys, and we'll see you next time.